trying to anyway, I'm trying to be fair. Right, we right, level? right. Are yeah, we level? we're level. <laughs> Everything's copacetic. That's right. All topics, comments, and opinions in this podcast are for educational and informational purposes. <laughs> Greetings, and welcome to this edition of Film Finance. I'm Shirley Singleton, and I'm here with Anita Michelle. And today we're going to talk about the anatomy of a stock. Yes. The anatomy of a stock winner is what I would prefer. All right, a Break stock winner. Down the elements of the winning stock and the components of a stock. So what, it, what is it made of? What are all the letters and numbers? And that's what I talk about all day, but I'm going to talk more about letters and numbers. What do stocks mean? So we won't give you an exhaustive list of tickers. That's not what this episode is about. Oh, no. Nay, nay. <laughs> so what makes up a stock is letters for sure how many letters is it typically so you're talking about like a stock <clears throat> so so when you say a stock yeah right yeah like a stock symbol yeah yeah the yeah ticker, the ticker would be the symbol right okay got it so it's like usually like a few letters or something yeah letters numbers right and that can change for wherever the stock is found on whatever exchange. Yes. So that's also interesting. But look for the letters. Sometimes numbers too. The actual ticker versus the company name I found are sometimes so very different. But where do I find these things? Sometimes if you go to the company's website, they'll tell you what the ticker is. Or you can also check out other financial websites like Yahoo Finance and they also will tell you what the symbol is or whatever exchange you're using. Search. Yes, search. So search by the ticker or the company name. All right, that's foundational and very basic in letters and numbers. So do you want to speak more about the stock exchanges? Well, <clears throat> Or pretty much Robin Hood says it all. <laughs> I mean, some people yeah. are in the Robin Hood. I or mean, whatever you're trading. Right, yeah. There are a lot of different trading platforms out there mm -hmm. for all different types of trading types. I mean, a lot of people these days are will want to trade off of their phones, and Robin Hood offers a very good platform for that. They also have, like, no trading fees, yeah. which <clears throat> is a big, you know, bonus it is. But a lot of uh, the older brick-and-mortar uh, exchanges or uh, companies like Fidelity or um, Charles Schwab, they've also gone to the, you know, no fee and also the fractional share model in <clears throat> like Robinhood and they do have uh, mobile options as well with the larger platforms you uh and also with Robinhood there's uh the ability to do options as well yes absolutely a lot of options 
<laughs> anyway, so I remember when I was a kid, Shirley, I don't know where you started off with your exposure to the symbols and the letters of the actual stocks, but I remember being a child and one of our uh, family activities was to every night watch the nightly business news. And so I first learned of the NASDAQ and, you know, different tickers as they would stream across, you know, each episode. And I just remember marveling at how many of them that there actually are to choose from. I would be dating myself if I told you my first exposure, but I too. <laughs> Had the the had a similar experience with the news. Yes, I just remember that being, you know, the fun. <clears throat> First exposure was actually the newspaper. We got I the was going to say that. I was going to say <laughs> I remember seeing them in the newspaper, and then you were like, "Oh, I'm dating myself." But don't they still do that? I don't know because I don't. And read isn't the there still a nightly <laughs> business report? There is. Okay, so we're not dating ourselves. <laughs> So outside of the company name and where the stock is traded, uh, you want to look for the latest price, obviously. You want to look for the numbers. You want to see if the latest price has increased or decreased. That's pretty, you know, basic. Also look at the day's price uh, trading range. So see where it opened and see where it closed. So you want to look within the last, you know, like day. And you also want to look at the trading range for the year as well so that you know whether or not the daily range is a good price, if, if it's a bargain or not. And you can also use that to help your future, so to see if you want to buy into that stock or not. You want to look, uh, as we mentioned, at the opening trade price, like what happened in some after hours kind of trading, you know. Yeah, uh, something may have happened. <laughs> All kinds of stuff happening yeah, after. Yeah, like did, <clears throat> were, were lots of trades put in, and then different things uh, at the brokerage level may have changed. So overnight. Typically, what I've found in uh, looking at charts of after-hours trading and stuff, stuff like that, when you have a gap in price from the close of the market to where the market opens it typically retraces and goes back and hits and covers that gap within a day or so. Yeah, unless, it, unless we're talking about some funky meme stocks or whatever. Exactly. That's, that's different. That's completely different. But it's rule different. of thumb, yes, completely. Um, so you want to look at the volume of the trade for the day and also look for the average volume of trade overall for that actual stock. Right. Because you don't want to buy a stock that has no volume in trading because you, you, there's no liquidity. You might not be able to sell it. Right. You'll be stuck with it as it goes down, down, and further down. Yeah, but eventually, you know, you'll there will be a buyer eventually. Right. I've never had a trade personally that I've tried to sell and <laughs> couldn't sell ever. But it, how valuable is that to look at, Shirley? The market capitalization is very important because it tells you what grade of stock you're looking at, whether you're looking at a micro cap that's below 250 million or right. if you're looking at like an ultra cap that's below, that's above like what, 50 billion or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, those are different. Mm -hmm. 
you know, grades of stock. So uh, that also, you, you also take that into consideration when considering, you know, your, the risk level of, you know, what you're, uh, of how much you want to risk when you're doing that trade. Is the grade of the stock like the quality of the stock, basically? Yes. And the size, right. respectively. Well, a mixture of both. Mm. Some interesting things out there that you can come across, no matter what the size of the trade is, or how new uh, that a stock is performing. But these are rules of thumb for us to go by. We, in some other episodes, we have... Uh, gone over some other more complicated um, metrics, statistics um, for stocks like the P-E ratio, the price to earnings per share. Right. The lower the P-E, the better. Right. And how that's tied to the market. Um, you also need to look at, as a component of the stock, the actual dividend amount. So is it paid, you know, what, what was it paid quarterly? Per share, right? What was you know, the percentage? Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. The dividend yield percentage yep. is what you're referring to. Um, so, how much money did it drop back into you? Which is nice quarterly, can be, and it changes per quarter. So you need to to trace that um, before you buy in. Most definitely. If um, you're if that's what you're looking for, a dividend stock, then that's part of your investment. That's part of your your screening process. Part of your yield yes. that you're calculating or projecting at least um, before you purchase, looking at the anatomy of the stock. Uh, you want to look at the EPS, the earnings per share, obviously, yeah, the EPS. Um, shares outstanding, so what you had mentioned earlier, how many shares are left on the market to actually buy and therefore sell. Yep. You know. We had, we talked about beta before, uh, so I like that term, I really do. But the positive follows the market and the negative inversely follows the market is what you want to look at. So you're looking for a beta as the actual number. And I believe that we're looking at a 1.0 or above would be a positive beta. A positive beta. Okay. So if you, you know, you're buying into a stock that's not really performing well, it would be more in the negative, more than likely in its beta. Good enough. Yeah. Little nuggets. Dropping little nuggets. Uh, you want to check out the one-year chart? You love charts. Oh yeah, I love charts. Right. So I like to look at one year. I like to look at maybe like half the year through, um, but looking at a quarterly, I like to do also looking in the past month, the past week, the past day, the past hour sometimes. <laughs> it really depends on your trading strategy. So what you're entering <clears throat> when and for what purpose. Right, so if you're doing day trading, mm -hmm. you're gonna look at the intraday charts, which are like the uh, one minute, 15 minute, two hour, eight hour, four hour charts, those types of charts. That's real time. And then if you're doing like a swing trade, right. then you want to look at the weekly, the dailies, the right. monthlies, the yearlies, and those will give you, uh, those, those, those charts will be appropriate for those different strategies. 
because they're long. They're more uh, more of a longer hold and right. strategizing. For sure, you want to look at the shape of the line as it's trending upward. Those when are called you're trend at the trend lines. Trend lines. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you want to look for buy opportunities. You want to look for capitulation off with its head. <laughs> I think. What do you think? So. The cat. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, like, with the, the, the buying up, up, with the trend line. Yes. Trend lines mark boundaries and price. Yes. Nice. And. I'm taking notes. <laughs> and you have, and when it's going up. And it hits resistance. Mm -hmm. That's and and then when it's going down and it stops, then that's support. Mm -hmm. So you have so with trend lines and you look for support and resistance. Okay. And past levels of support and resistance tend to repeat itself. Right. So I will be doing a feature on the anatomy of a chart. Are we talking about a bonus? Yes, a bonus We're talking feature. about an upcoming bonus series. And oh, I wow. will be doing a technical analysis series, so. We just can't get enough. That's right. We have to break it down further because it, there's so much, so many moving parts to trading. It's great. So if you want to know more about technical analysis, it's coming soon. You want to look for financial trouble too. You know, right. in these stocks, that's going to be tied more with a negative uh, chart, line, and beta. And the news. And the news, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Which I don't do, but I think it's valuable for performing research. I, I do financial news. Yes. Yes. Um, so you want to look at the moving average lines, too. Yes. Yeah. Now, the moving average lines are indicators within a chart, or they can't, and so there are different types of moving averages, and I'll be explaining those different indicators. Yes, the relative strength line. I want to know more about the support and resistance levels, that I know that you know more along those lines than I do, so I'm interested in that episode. Hmm. Oh. Um, so price and volume are the major indicators of the stock market. Yes, I think it, so far in this conversation, um, trending upward, downward, looking at historical data, doing your research into the actual stock, using those different stock market research tools. I'm trying to think what other tools have we left out other than just search and looking at the actual companies. <clears throat> there mm -hmm. are things called scanners okay. that are on some different financial websites like Yahoo uh, Finance where you can put in criteria. Nice. And then it will give you a list of stocks that meet that criteria. Oh. I'm just now looking into those myself. That might be something that we might do a feature on in the future. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Um, so we're looking at the different types of stock charts. Um, 
that you will be telling us much more about. I think that's interesting, which actually will help us more with selecting our stock. So looking at the line charts, that's the XY kind of axis deal, right? Yeah. The candlestick charts, which I know that you can really speak on. Bar charts, figure and figure charts. Daily, weekly, monthly charts. Right. Yeah. They're all different kinds of charts. Yeah, it's a very complicated order. <laughs> I like to just go with just straight, you know, line. Um, I've been dabbling more with the bars, but I think I need a tutorial myself. All right. On more chart options. We all have our strengths. This is not my forte, but it needs to be more so. Um, so, in summary, there are a lot of letters and a lot of numbers, a lot of symbols and a lot of tickers and a lot of things that make up, you know, the different numbers that you find as you are researching each company's stock for purchase. We hope that this episode helps you. We look forward to telling you more about charts, charting, technical analysis, and little mini-episodes as bonus. Well, that's been it for this episode of Fem Finance, and I hope that you join us in the future. And make sure that you like and subscribe and hit the notification button. Yes, absolutely. You want to know what's coming next. And, and also, I'm interested in what you think we should be talking about. So please write that down in the comments. Absolutely. We appreciate positive and constructive feedback. Until next time. Bye. Have a good week. Toodles. Toodles. <laughs>